morning and welcome to Football Bloody Hell. show tonight we've got the captain of Yobotown standing in for Luke Wilkinson it's Mr Josh Staunton and he's joined by Paul Thorpe of course from Yobotown and of course also we've got Tony Pounder he's with us again this week as is Rick Hyatt as am I and hopefully we will have a good session for football bloody hell Okay, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for joining us again this uh, Wednesday evening. And our guests tonight include Mr. Josh Staunton, who is the stand-in captain at present for Yeovil Town. Hi, Josh. Hi, do you right, mate? Hello yeah, to everyone I'm good. else. I'm good. Uh, Thorpe, you're here. Hello, Thorpe. Good evening, everyone. Hope you're all well. Uh, we've just about. Rick, how's it going? Uh, good, thanks, mate. Not bad at all. Good. Welcome to the show. And uh, who else is is Tony's here? But he's having trouble with his machine, so he'll be with us in a minute. But uh, for I'll the moment, say, I'll say hello for him, and he's just doing his hair and his makeup. Is he? Yeah, um, yeah. He got his pink yeah, slippers. It'll take him a bit longer. <laughs> um, so, um, what are we going to talk about tonight, boys? I thought just for a change, you boys could try and select some of the subjects. So, Thorpe, you can go first. Come on. What do you want to talk about? Well, um, Despirito Santos, um, not been given much time. Uh, obviously, it's a, a results game, especially at that high level. But still, is it three months in the game? Uh, at, and he's been given the tin tack. You know, it does, uh, first and foremost, I think, why why sign him as manager when, you know, he, he wasn't first choice. And then... It was a bit of a charade going on there. You know, we weren't really sure what was going on. And then all of a sudden, he's back, he's in the job, and now they got rid of him. Why didn't they not just wait and find the right person for the job? And if you're going to give somebody a short-term contract, you know, you've got to still give them time to be able to, you know, uh, get their style of play over. And three months is absolutely nothing, especially at top level. So really, I'm just wondering what the guys thought of one, the sacking or the appointment, first and foremost, and then who they feel might be going to uh, Tottenham because they obviously found it difficult to find a manager in the first place um, and see what their thoughts were. Um, yeah, it's definitely. I'm not surprised by the sacking. I think the result yesterday was poor and I think the players look like they've just completely lost interest. I mean, I remember saying a few, probably a couple of months back now, wasn't it, Thorpe, when we said... Harry Kane just looked completely disinterested in Tottenham. Yeah. And it's, it's just carried on from where it left off, really. But also, um, where he's playing at the moment, 
Um, he really is sort of like not as a main striker. He's he's playing on the on the left. He's dropping deep. He's trying to get involved in the game, and it's just not working. He's one of the best strikers um, of our modern day, and he's not uh, being played as a striker. Yeah, uh, I think they're going to. There's rumours, isn't there? Everyone, everyone said uh, contact. There, there's talk of Conte going there, isn't there? I think it'd be a good appointment, but why? I don't know. It's a hard job to take in it without massive backing from the from Le, uh, from Levy. The the problem is we were talking about two of the boys were talking about yes actually, and we were saying getting rid of Pochettino would probably be the worst thing they could have done for them to cement Champions League football year after year without any really without really backing him because. We all know it's easy to get there once, but maintaining it, you have to you have to provide funds for the club and uh, improve the squad. And we just uh, Tottenham just didn't just hadn't done that in in several years. And it catches up on you now. Do you, do you feel that because there's no big managers going for the job, do you think that there is something wrong behind the scenes, um, budget wise? Yeah, I think I think it's pretty clear, isn't it? I think they don't invest like a top four club. Like compared to the other top four clubs, they definitely don't don't invest anywhere near as as well. And probably their recruitment's not the same same level, and they're not bringing the caliber of players they are they were. And I think now they're dropping outside of Champions League football. I think it's, they're going to struggle to it. It's like a vicious circle, isn't it? Once you if you're not in there, you struggle to get them in, and you struggle to get in there if you can't get the players in. So it's just. Um, just a bit of a vicious circle. It's a bit of a poison chalice at Tottenham at the moment. Rick, what do you think? Good evening, all. What do I think? Hmm. Um, they're apparently, they're in talks with Conte today and the stumbling block when they talked to him in the summer was uh, transfer funds. And I can't see how that's changed because he probably would have had more in the summer if they'd have got what they wanted for Harry Kane. He would have had some funds to, to spend. So he's, they've not got that money. So how the situation is going to change uh, now, I don't know. But mm. I hope he does get the job because that he would be, he's been touted for the United job should anything happen to Ollie and he'd be dreadful there. So I think he's, he's more suited to uh, to Spurs anyway. So you wouldn't want him at Man U? But he shows that. No, not in a million years. He's like a petulant baby child bouncing up and down on the, with his wig flapping everywhere, no, it'd be dreadful. <laughs> and he'd, he'd be gone in, he'd be gone in eighteen months anyway. It's just mini Mourinho syndrome. He would, he'd upset everybody, and he'd leave another mess that somebody would have to come in and sort out afterwards. So, no, I don't. I wouldn't want him at United for it in a million years, to be honest. Neither would I. I quite agree with Rick on that. I think he's, uh, he's, he's, and apparently he falls out with a lot of people. He's worse than Mourinho. Yeah, that. that's what I mean. He would. So, there's, there's always a mess when he moves on. There's, there's a mess behind the scenes. And the playing staff and whatever. So, no, if he goes to Spurs, I mean, that's a, from my point of view, that's a win win. Mm. Mr. Pounder, is it the fact that you've got dark glasses on that's causing you problems or what? No, I've just had to come in the Thorpey's Lounge. We were getting very echoey in there. Oh, you can hear us now, then, can you? Because we can't see you, but I'm not really. I can hear yeah. That's all right, then. Well, I'm, I'm, show, I'm showing you a Thorpey ceiling. Oh, well, that's very good of you. That's just what I wanted to say, actually, at this moment in time. So what do you think about Nuno going then, uh, Tone? 
doesn't surprise me at all with uh, Levy. Um, I think big mistake there was they got rid of Poch too quick. Um, he was doing a good job there. He was obviously building the right team and stuff. Uh, there wasn't a lot of choices around. Uh, Nuno did superb at Wolves, but all, there's uh, a lot of clubs, like you say, bring on these managers. Uh, the one at Brighton's doing the same. I can see Tottenham going for somebody like that, but it doesn't always prove when they go to a big club uh, with the money to spend, uh, they can uh, push the big clubs on. Like I said, say, I think um, it's, I feel a bit sorry for Nuno. Like I say, he hasn't had a lot of chance. Um, the trouble with Levy, you don't know what sort of money you're going to get with him, do you? Mm. Um, they're saying about Conte coming in, but I mean, Conte will want. Oh, he want 200, 300 million. I can't see Levy giving him that because every club he's been to, he's demanded sort of money. Yeah. So I'd be surprised. I still yeah, think yeah. he's holding on for United himself, Conte. No. I'm not, not sure that we want him at United. You should know that, Tone. Oh, no, I'm not. Like I say I'm not over keen to have him there at all. Mm. But uh, every club he's been, he's wanted money and I just can't see Tottenham doing that. And I think he knows at United he's going to get Three three hundred million uh, war chest in January and summer to spend. So I think it'll hold out for United. Uh, I'm not saying United <laughs> are going to. I read today that he's not even in the uh, second or third choice at the moment. So I don't know who is. Hmm. Uh, if they do something with Solskjaer, they like I said. I think it's, it's a perfect fit for Tottenham. I think Conte like um, loves London, doesn't he? Obviously, he's desperate to get back into football. But I just think the stumbling block there will be. The money situation, and I just think their clash, Levy and Conte, he's very his own person. Um, they, he's clashed with other players and managers, so I don't think that uh, that fit at all for me. No, I'm inclined to agree with you there, but um, you know, but isn't ironic that last week everybody will Ollie's got to go, Ollie's going to get the sack, it's terrible, this, that, and the other, and within a week. The press have dropped Ollie from the completely from their back pages now, and it's all on Nuno. And then he gets the sack. I mean, it's it's it's, it's ironic, really. I think. But but do you think whoever whoever lost the game on Saturday, Tottenham or Spurs, one of the other one would have gone? Oh yeah. I yeah. think whoever lost, I think whoever lost that game, they were going. And I still mm. don't think Solskjaer's safe at the moment. No. Oh no, I don't. I, I agree with you. But, I don't think he is. Much as who, much as I who, love him, who the best. Who do you think may know? Because Zidane said he's not interested, isn't he? Mm. And I think if they're not going to get Conte or Zidane, who realistically would Man United try and bring in? I know who I, I said it last week. I'd, I'd bring in Luis Enrique if you could. Yeah. Wow. Good manager. Would, I think it'd be, nobody's mentioned him, so that makes yeah. me think that I might be the only one. But if you could get him away from the Spanish job, he's, he's had Barcelona and the Spain job and done a good job. So I, I, that's personally, if given the choice of anyone, if Ollie is going to go, that's who I'd go for. The thing, thing was about um, the Tottenham game, I thought was huge. And I thought, it sh- for me, it shone out like a, a, a sore thumb, really. Like, it um, was the fact that Cavani played. Yeah. You know, Cavani, I thought, was absolutely outstanding. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the way he took his goal as well, and uh, not just his run. I mean, one, one thing... He linked up really well with Ronaldo. Ronaldo's, you know, coming inside. Oh. The pass was excellent. 
but the run was in between two just sublime and um, you know, I think the fact that he his intelligence in, in that game I read a piece yeah. me? stop butting in you I read, I read a piece oh, today about oh, yeah. um, hey, you, you can also hear me can you but I'll tell you what I mean you know I think your, your point about Ollie not being safe yet I agree with you I don't think he is safe yet a lot will depend on who he plays tomorrow um, in terms of the team um, I don't think he'll change much tomorrow having stumbled across a, a winning formula okay albeit only for one game but at least it uh, it was a winning formula and then I've just got a, a funny feeling call it blind optimism if you want I've just got a funny feeling that, that after Saturday's result um, with Crystal Palace beating Man City and seeing as Ollie's always done quite well against City he's not not got a bad record really against City Look, I, I just, looking at the league table eight. Looking at the league table, should United win that game 5-0, they go above C. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. There's, there's a bet. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the bet. That's what you want. Just stick your money on that one. <laughs> oh, dear But I, I, think, I, mean, that's, I think United could, need. you know, get some good results against those two sides. I mean, I think tomorrow's going to be the more difficult in a lot because they're supposed to be pretty hot at home, aren't they, Atalanta? So... I think and it's a priority as well because you can't get knocked out of the league. No. If United don't get out of that group, then that's serious. That will be Ollie, whatever happens. Yeah. He's got to get out of that. Yeah, they have. You're right. It is a massive game, like a massive game, and uh, you know they, they they have to be more offensive playing uh, away from home, and that's not something uh, that they've done. They've more like broke on the counter attack, and uh, I think that to go away and and try and play that that sort of like, the way he he likes to play at home. You know, that could be detrimental to them, like you know. So it'd be very interesting. Again, picking from his from his squad, I, I believe Cavani has to play tomorrow. I think he links up well. He, his intelligence is there. Um, I'm not sure too much about the youngsters. Who plays the holding role midfielder is huge, in my opinion. Um, um, and and a back line have got to be absolutely nails on to you know tomorrow. I think Varane coming back made a big difference to the back line though. It did huge huge difference. He looked he and looked also they were they were they were not letting people turn. They were up there you know they, they were right up their backsides pressing them really really well you know and um, it was a different defensive display for sure um, and that's more of what they need. Yeah, definitely. It's funny though, isn't it? That they've been on all, all season about the, the McFred combination in midfield. You had to play the two, the double pivot in order to protect the two central defenders, but then you end up bringing in another central defender to protect the two central midfielders, <laughs> and it all seems a bit ass about face. Mm. It makes me laugh. It, t- it makes me laugh. We've got two players protecting the back, the, your, yeah. your back four. What is that about? Exactly. You, you defend. I, I was always taught you defend from the front, and you defend yeah. either in inside to close the space down. Yeah. I mean, when, when, when we was we won our, our championship, you know, we, we pressed from the out to in, and we brought every, the pitch down to sort of like uh, if you like bring it in with the eighteen yard box. That was what we wanted, and that made it. You know, we, we pressed high. That 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 meant we could win the ball back quicker. And then as soon as we did, we opened the pitch up wide again. And that was basically it in a nutshell, and it worked. But I do not yeah. understand uh, what they're saying about <coughs> put, playing two players to protect your back line. Well, you haven't got much confidence to me in your back line. 
Exactly. That's, and they brought another one in, another defender in, because those two can't protect the two that are there. Yeah. It just seems bizarre. It's so, strange, isn't it? Because ask, the, the fullbacks don't really push on. Yeah, go on. Yeah, sorry, Josh. Let me ask no. you. I would be highly insulted if I had two blokes protecting me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I'd be saying, get forward, start pressing, close down, yeah. win the ball back, and then bring us in and make the pitch big. I, 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 can, I, I can understand if the fullbacks were really like, played like wingers, and they were just always up, because then you'd have two, and if one of you goes wide, someone can drop in kind of thing. But they just don't seem, to play, they don't seem to play like that. They, they play four with two in front. And for a team like Man United, it's, it's just a negative way to play, I think. Well, of course, players doing a defensive job. Yeah. Well, Pogba might be back on uh, Tuesday because he's not banned from Europe. It's only a domestic ban, isn't it? So they might yeah. they might bring him in, but uh, I, I don't know. Where are you going to play him in that? Well, I don't know. That, that begs the question: the whole principle of the team setup that he's coming up with, doesn't it? You know, are you going to? I mean, I didn't think Fred did much. Well, he was put a very bang average, I thought, on, on Saturday. I don't know what you thought. Ollie obviously thought Matt Tomine played quite, played quite well. but He did. Matt, Matt Tomine was he played like a, a genuine uh, number eight, like a Brian Robson would, yeah. box to box. Yeah, I think that's probably his best role, don't you, though, Rick? Yeah. I think a box to box is, is what he is. Yeah. I've never, I just don't think he's got the discipline or the positional sense to play as a whole midfielder. And... I don't know why they've never used him as a box-to-box midfielder before. Because it's never really fitted in with that formation, has it? You don't really have a yeah. box-to-box if you're playing uh, 4-2-3-1. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So there's not really a role for it there. Go 4-4-2. Play the two old fellas up front. Get some width. Get some crosses in. I know it's old school. It's old-fashioned. makes me sound like Sean Dyche. But with the players they've got there, I think that they're suited to that more than, more than any other formation, really. Yeah. And what's Sancho thinking at the moment? He spent yeah. two years chasing him, and then he then he got Juan Bissaka playing as a as a right wing back. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the whole policy of of uh, Sancho and Juan Bissaka. Um, no, am I talking about not um, what's his name? Van der Beek. Van der Beek. Uh, I I don't understand it. Why, why go and spend forty five thousand uh, forty five million on? Um, Donny van der Beek and uh, 77 something like that on uh, Sancho I mean and they're not playing them surely you've got to find a place for them somehow I mean I know you can only play 11 and it's it's, it's a tricky situation but I mean he didn't come to be a sub I don't think it's out of a bench isn't it well it is yeah it is it's, it's a strange one isn't it because you you try and sign players you don't try and sign you don't buy players for, for the bench do you? you try and you buy no. players to make your ele- first 11 stronger so either their recruitment's not right and the scouting's not right because they obviously clearly the manager doesn't think he's good, he's any benefit to the first eleven. So you don't sign someone to be a bench player unless you're signing like a second goalie or mm. an out and out backup. You don't pay that much money for someone. So there's definitely some sort of recruitment problem. It's got it's got to be because it just doesn't make any sense otherwise. Mm. It's not joined up thinking, is it? It's no, it's, it's like it's, it's like it's like they're signing players without the manager's input. Yeah. Well, of course, he because came. This this uh, uh, recruitment guy that they've got, I've forgotten his name now. Um, do you know Rick Mc, McDonough or something like that? Is it John McDonough at United? I'm not sure. But he, 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 he came, I think he thing. came after um, both Van der Beek and Sancho were signed, I think. I think I'm right in saying that. So he wouldn't have had any influence on it. 
Well, Va- Van der Beek apparently was signed because there was a lot of, uh, un- they weren't very sure about Pogba having an extension and staying a bit. So he was like a like-for-like replacement for that. And of course, with Pogba still being there, yeah. we don't need to replace it. Well, I'd hardly call it a like-for-like though, would you? No, but that's sort of that role in the, in the team. But I think United have got to get away from 4-2-3-1. If they do eventually get away from playing five at the back and go back to four at the back, in front of them, it can't be four two three one again because that's awful. Yeah, they haven't got the personnel to play it. So why he sticks with it, I really don't know. No, well, that's that is why his job is still not secure because of questions yeah. like you've just brought up. I mean, it, you know, why does he play like that? Why does he insist on and playing they, like that? Yeah, they have no they have no style, do they? Like you look at Man United, uh, Man City, you know what they're going to play. You look at Liverpool and they've got their way of playing. Even West Ham have got their way of playing. But Man United just seem to be stuck between a rock and a hard place. One week they want to do something, the next they try and do something else. And at the end of the day, their Man United team should be adjusted to stop them play. Them playing, not the other way around. And, and it's just unheard of to have six, like, like Thorpe said, to have six players behind the ball at Man United is, is crazy. Hmm. Moving on from United, because we we've, we're always spending too much time, and I'm getting a lot of flack about it. Um, I see the mighty Liverpool were unable to beat Brighton on uh, Saturday. Yeah. Mr. Thorpe, have you got any comments on that? I, I have to compliment Brighton. <laughs> to be honest, with you they they just kept plugging away, and um, I think they they I think they deserved it. I think they deserved it. We didn't. We didn't. We weren't at our best for sure. Um, but um, I have to really compliment the way that that club's being run at the moment and the way that they've supported their manager because he's had some rough times, hasn't he? Mm. And they've they've not sort of like sacked him. They've kept with him, and um, now that they're, they're reaping the benefits. And um, I, I I think that he's I think he's done a fantastic job, absolutely fantastic job. And if I'm if I wanted it to go to, you know, for us to lose points against, you know, a particular side, it probably would have been Brighton. It's my granddad's team. And, uh, you know, so if I wanted him to lose points, it'd probably be against him. But I thought the performance uh, that, that Brighton, uh, you know, they were very, very positive right throughout the game. And they'd be fair. They put, uh, they put Liverpool under some real pressure and they, the signs, the signs were there very early on when they hit the post and, uh, you know, then you think, oh, well, they got 2 0 up. Oh, it's, you know, the typical, like, you know, they didn't take their chances. And, you know, now Liverpool have gone off and won the game. No, they was having none of that. They came back into it. And um, I thought they thoroughly deserved it. And, um, and what a first goal. If yeah. Uh, oh, you know, what, yeah, what a first goal. You know, um, I, I, I just think that they absolutely deserve to be where they are at the moment. And don't be surprised if they're, they're right up there at the end of the season. 2-0 down at Anfield and they didn't just curl up and no. for that. they gave it no, a go their, their, their attitude and their, 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 their attitude and their workmanship and their, you know their morale in the team I think is is, um, is is exceptional and I think that you should be absolutely complimented for, for doing a great job there Tone sorry I was asleep there no yeah. right. <laughs> no, I uh, I personally think, like I say, uh, Brighton's got no major superstars. Probably Lana, everything's going through him at the moment. But opposite to what United are, he knows his system. They work for each other. Um, they're fit. They know their system in and out. 
and uh, they'd be in a breath of fresh air, I think, for the uh, Premiership. Um, a good up and coming young manager knows knows what he wants out of his players, and they're they're reacting to him, I think, and probably looking. I've watched. I didn't see Saturday Liverpool, but certainly the games I've seen before, Lallana seems to be running the show. He looks happy and playing uh, with a smile on his face at the moment. But he was playing some really great football when before his injury at Liverpool. He was actually outstanding. And, uh, oh, he, he was superb at Southampton, liked him there when yeah. he went to Liverpool. Very unfortunate at Liverpool, like I say, with the injuries. But when he played for Liverpool, never let him down. And uh, like I say, if he could, if you could guarantee 30, 40 games, he was yeah. a playmaker. Um, yeah. And I think he's, he's gone, he's enjoying his football. Like you say, he's having a, a good run now, injury-free. Uh, and he's looking like a, a top-class player, what he, he was valued at. Yeah, he certainly did in the game, that's for sure. I mean, in the, in the second half, I thought there was only going to be one winner there, and it wasn't Liverpool. Well, they put them under pressure, didn't they? And, you know, they found a way to um, expose them in, in certain areas. Um, you know, and they put a lot of pressure, a lot of pressure on the midfield. They were closing them down, like, you know, uh, ridiculously fast. And that shows you what you can do with that hard workmanship of a team. You know, it's it's all about. I don't understand why this culture is in in football now that defenders. We're always told. Uh, Josh might be able to like lengthen on this one, but we're always told to stay real tight to the player. Don't let them turn. Keep keep them facing their own goal. But now they seem to be like, oh, player that I don't have to get tight. Let them turn. All of a sudden, it, you're under pressure, and I don't get that. You know, not be funny. Maguire was the worst at it by 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 a country mile. Um, I think I think football's just changed for I think that's just football's just changed, mate. Like the problem is in the Premier League, they 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 lay a finger on each other, they just hit the deck. And like very few games these days are scored by get someone scoring a good like a screamer from thirty yards. So it's all just like athleticism. So they just let it let them touch it, turn. They pass it wide. They just keep passing. So. Like me, like at my level, we would definitely go tight because people would try and run you and like get physical with you. But they just touch you, they touch you, and they go down. So it's virtually impossible. Yeah. For, and the, and the art of defending, I think, is gone in the Premier League. Talking about that, Josh. Yeah. The two incidents: the Laporte and Johnny yeah. Evans. One's a red card, one's a yellow card, and they couldn't mm. have set them up more similar if they'd have tried. What do you think? I haven't seen them, mate. Let me try and get them up. You now. haven't seen them. No, I haven't seen him. No. Too busy playing. I think Johnny Evans was uh, was very much in the I Paul Thorpe uh, school of defending. No, actually, no, <laughs> that, that was a mugging. That was an absolute mugging. He nicked his wallet on the way down as well. <laughs> <laughs> he got away with it now, didn't he? Absolutely. I shocking. cannot shocking believe. Decision. I cannot believe he never got. Um, you know, me and Tone were talking about it. You know, we cannot believe that was not a red card. But they both, <laughs> both decisions were reviewed by VAR and they came yeah. to what they thought was the correct decision, but they were too different. They couldn't have, those two challenges couldn't have been more similar if you had tried. Yeah. It's strange, isn't it? VAR has been like that this year. There's been some real strange ones where the same thing's been getting, one's been getting a red and one's been getting away with it. Mm. Very strange. It's completely gone flipped from last year, isn't it? But if, yeah, if you, they're trying to replicate. If you go to the game, if you go to the game that West Ham played yesterday, and um, what was his name? Um, Gamby Thompson. K. 
yeah, he got Contact sent off, didn't he? Off. And they, they yeah. said the reason he was sent off was for um, uh, stopping a, a, a you know, a a runoff. Scoring opportunity. Yeah, well, that looked more like a, a, a pure case of, 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 of a violent play. Because the way he brought his arm round, I mean, he, I don't think he knew, he, you know, he was, it was almost as though he planned to do it, I thought. It didn't, I mean, yeah, okay, it was stopping a, 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 a run at goal, but I mean, it was, it was, I mean, he deserved to get sent off for that, I thought. I don't know what you guys thought, but. Couldn't there have been two red cards in that one move? Because there was another one prior to the ball breaking. Yeah. Yeah. The Bowen in the box, which I, I think looked worse. I think that was a worse chance than the one. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. That, that was that was more warranting of a red card than uh, Conser getting one. Mm. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's just it just shows I wasn't watching it properly yesterday. I thought he was the one who got sent off. The one yeah, for the four-round smash. Yeah, they were so close together, weren't they? Because the ball just ran on from one incident to the next one. Was it the other one then who got sent off? Yeah, yeah the one in the penalty area. Or just outside. Like say, it just proves then, for me, they, the, first, the first one was the bad tackle. Yeah, that's uh, what I thought. He's turned and gone in with his like uh, forearm there, smashed him, and I thought that was the one we sending off. Sorry, I didn't realise it was the other one. <laughs> you weren't doing VAR, were you, Tom? <laughs> I was always told at school must try harder. Must try harder. <laughs> <laughs> but moving on to Manchester City, who of course did drop both or three points. Um, what do we make about that? Because you know, again. It's, they're not playing quite as well as they used to. I mean, they, they have their moments, but uh, I was quite surprised that Palace beat them as well as they did, in all honesty. Comfortable, <clears throat> wasn't it? Yeah, very much so. And I hope, I hope United can follow suit next week. But, yeah, that's the best thing. Wind City up the week before they got to play United. Thanks for that. Well, I think with uh, Man City, <clears throat> they're not getting their consistency... I watched um, a couple of weeks ago against Brighton and they look absolutely world beaters. Uh, first 20 minutes, they're closing down. Uh, they keep the possession with something like 80%. And then they go and, like say, uh, have a draw. It was a draw, wasn't it, against Palace? I just think they can't get a run of games where they can get eight or nine games in a row. But their consistency's not what it used to be. Um, I think, I think, do you think it's hard playing without a striker, out-and-out striker? I think when push comes to shove, you get away with it some games, but... I think when you need yeah. a real focal point, I think it must be really, really hard. Do you think, think that there might be a bargain going in the January transfer window? Some, yeah, I reckon they might, might dive in for someone, yeah. I, I think they'll go for Kane again, and they'll probably pick him up for 50 or 60 million, the way, the way he's playing, unless he has a big turn up before under the new manager. I think, I think, personally for me, I think Pep, when he was in Barcelona, he had Messi playing that role. Uh, he yeah. could get away with it, the players. And well, Messi was sort of like a one-off play in that position and I think he thought he could use either Grealish or Foden he could get away with doing it this this time but I don't think he can do it in the Premiership you still need that Aaron now centre forward for me and I think, he, I think he's, had, he's had Jesus playing centrally all the time he's been at City and now he's moved him out to the right wing yeah but I, you, I, I don't think I don't think they got a natural centre forward like a Kane I think if they would have sold uh, they would have bought Kane in the uh, summer window, I think he would have scored you 30 goals, and I think they they would have won the league by 10 points for me. Um, but I, I think, like I say, he's trying to use that Barcelona feeling with Messi, but it's not worked. And I wouldn't be surprised if they come in for Kane in the uh, January window or next summer with Levy 
obviously wants to offload some use of money for the new signings. He's got to unload some uh, talents somewhere. But interesting to see that Lionel Messi's already come out now and said he's he's fed up with uh, with France. He, the traffic is terrible apparently in Paris, and he wants to go back to Barcelona. Yeah, I heard that. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, I mean, I don't know quite whether he wants to go back now or whether he's going to wait till the end of his his contract. But um, you know, if you've got an unhappy Lionel Messi, you might as well let him go anyway. I would have thought because he's going to sulk as well, I expect. Yeah, so, you? Well, well, him being there hasn't stopped PSG being linked with another centre forward. So, potentially, there's the succession in order for him to go. So they're they're obviously planning for it. Or is that just Mbappe going? They could lose them both. Yeah, yeah, and that could be that could really they'd be struggled to replace them too, wouldn't they? Mm. It would be Haaland, wouldn't it? They just break yeah, the yeah, bank. Yeah. In. I think that they're very, they're a bit like United. I just think they're overloaded up front. They got so much yeah. talent out front, and they're they're very similar to United. They haven't got that right balance yet. Um, by throwing all these big guns up front, they think they can just win everything. But like we all know in football, you still got to have a setup and a system. So I just think they're very similar to United in a way. Hmm. And what about Aston Villa? Are they in trouble? Nah, no, 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 good. Oh, but you're biased, Tone, because he's your mate. <laughs> I, I think they're playing well. I don't like four one. Never, I didn't justify the um, result yesterday. Four one for me. Like I say, I thought they're, they're starting to turn around. They've got, um, they got a run now of five, six games where they got potentially um, Southampton. I think Newcastle. They got some lower teams to play. Um, I think if he loses the next three or four, uh, uh, yeah, like we're saying, uh, they've got a, a run of games coming up now, which uh, must wins from. But I think they're playing well enough. Um, obviously, if they lose next three or four of those games, they're right down in the thick of it. But uh, he's obviously done well there. Dean's built a team over the years. Obviously, lost their star man last year, Grealish. So they've had to build a game. Uh, but I think they're going in the right direction and at the moment I don't think he's under any pressure Do you think Grealish is doing that well at Manchester City at the moment? Adequate Yeah, hmm? yeah I, I, don't, I don't see any problems there he's, he's, you know, he's, he's putting his contribution in his, his work rate's good I mean it's not it's a different role for him where he was a real you know the, the kingpin of, of Aston Villa now he's in amongst you know, a lot of um, great players and, uh, you know, he's still got a time, he still needs time, sorry, to uh, settle in. Hmm. So, I, I, I think that he's doing, you know, as no surprise, no surprise to uh, uh, his performances at all. He's he's playing more games now because he's, uh, he's in the England team now. He's moved to Man City, of course. <laughs> well, that was always going to be the, the, the biggie, really. The fact that he moves to a top club was always going to be putting him you know, more in line uh, or more starts. I actually think he's more suited to international football, continental football than than, than is um, you know the Premiership. I think he's he's a great Premiership player, but I actually think his game when he plays for England, I think it steps up for me. I think he's a he's a he's a must for me at the moment. But uh, there was one thing I wanted to talk about was. Um, uh, the England goalkeeping number one shirt. You know, I think that uh, 
there was a bit of a, a laughing stock really when Arsenal signed Ramsdale, but he has really proved since he's been in the team to be an outstanding signing. And uh, as regards to that save he did on the weekend, it was absolutely magnificent. That's got to have been the, the single most impressive performance by a goalkeeper in the Premier League for, for years, because it wasn't just one. It was repeated saves all the way through the game. And the best bit, did you see, have you seen the clip where uh, the, the fans behind the game, behind the goal, given the typical, you're... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he joins in. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. That's the way to that. approach it, isn't it? Absolutely. But I just think he's, uh, he's, he's alert. He's, he commands his area fantastically well. I mean, he's absolutely um, electric um, reaction speed. And... Um, you know, there's no. I don't think a lot of lot of keepers would have saved that room in um, <laughs> that that free kick. I think that'd have been a goal that he's, he got across there, and um, I know it was extreme strength in his wrist to to uh, palm it onto the crossbar. It was an absolutely outstanding. Uh, and the follow up as well. Yeah, the follow up as well. Right, you know, just made himself big and uh, got a little bit lucky with off the post, but um, you know, he makes his own luck, doesn't he? And uh, you know, he's really transformed. Uh, you know, uh, the solidness of, um, you know, of, of that goalkeeping position at, at, at Arsenal. And his distribution as well. They showed it on Match of the Day. Some of his, his kicks from hand out there. Pick, I think Pickford does that as well, doesn't he? That sort of, that low, flat kick mm. out from the, from the hand. And Pickford, um, Ramsdale does it as well. And he looked really good. Yeah. Really good. Going through, going through. who would you choose at the moment for the, the number one spot then with the performances that he's pulled out? Uh, Ramsdale needs another one because that's just one outstanding performance. If he puts two or three. Obviously, oh, I don't. I don't think it is. I think he's been consistent over the last sort of like yeah. uh, ten, ten games. I think it, he's really. I think he's really, really pushing for that number one spot. And I think that for me, I think he's really nearly there. I think he's right on his shoulder. You know, I don't know if Pickford's played well for England for sure. He has, you know, but you can't ignore these performances. You just can't ignore. For me, I just can't ignore it at all. Uh, I think I think we're uh, we're very lucky in England. Though. We're blessed with quite a, quite a few keepers now. He's pushing. I think just before the Euros, you think Henderson uh, Henderson was pushing uh, for number one spot. So we've got we have got a flurry of keepers coming through, and they're young as well, which I like. But, Johnson um, playing in the Championship as well. And he's in the squad. Yeah, and I I think like you say, distribution nowadays is very vital. You see the keepers. They're picking out the wingers. They're picking out the centre forwards. They're just they're pinging the ball just as good as anybody on the team at the moment, uh, and it's yeah. very vital. They are to me. They're playing like a, a sweeper's role as well. Yeah, I should think Dean Henderson must be really kicking himself because you know uh, there was all talk at, at one point that he was going to be the number one at United and. Somehow De Gea has come right back into it now, and and Henderson's not really getting a look in, is he? Well, he had COVID, didn't he, pre-season? So yeah, and then De Gea came to play well. He's just not been able to get an opportunity. But you know, it must be it must be maddening when you you know he was at a point where it was he was just about to you know start to maybe make his impression, and then you get COVID, <laughs> and and suddenly the whole thing you know is completely up in the air, then, isn't it? Mm. That's the trouble. But um, what about Declan Rice? Because I thought he played exceptionally well yesterday, and I'd love to see him come to Old Trafford. He's, uh, 
He's a very you good player. You want to buy everybody. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. In good form, yeah. Yeah, you're right there. I do. No, but he's a good player, isn't he? he just he does the basics extremely well. Yeah. Which, when you're in a position like that, is is vital. You don't need to be the star man. And if he he's going to start scoring goals as well. well to go with it I mean he had two goals yesterday you know that'll, that'll sort of just enhance his game even more but yeah. don't you think in the development that's part the part of the, his game that he was missing you know if you want to be a Gerard, you've got to like you know be that box to box man and, and be all his energy's phenomenal and we haven't really seen many like Gerard's you know uh, for him to come along now and put in those performances but the one thing that was missing from his game is it was goals Mm. The fact that he has now started scoring that, he's obviously getting into those. Probably Moyes has probably been encouraging him to say, right, now you've got to step up to the plate. You know, I want more goals out of you. And Thorpe, it's um, probably easier because they're a better team now, aren't they? So they're, so they're in better areas yeah. of the pitch. As a, They're yeah. getting a lot more possessions, so he's higher up the pitch. Yeah, oh, 100%. Definitely. He's got the best stu- players around him. So he's, he's in much more dangerous areas. Like, yeah. yeah. Like the goal I yesterday, would he have scored that? A year and a half ago, would he have been in the been in the position as a holding midfielder for West Ham? Probably not. No, because he'd have been doing that defensive role. Exactly, he? he'd have been much you deeper, know. wouldn't he? Yeah. And yeah, mind, he well, he probably wouldn't have backed himself a year or so yeah. ago. He's playing that well now. He believes he's going. He can do anything. Hmm. I tell you what. The other one that I've been hugely impressed with is um, Gallagher at. Um, oh, Chris what player. Yes. Good, player, good, player. good player! You know, is can you believe that? He's come from like Chelsea. Yeah, I was going to say, is he still, Chelsea on loan? still? Yeah, he's on loan. He's yeah, still on loan at Palace. Yeah, to be honest, when when I had a few mates at Charlton still when he went there, and they said he was unbelievable, really, yeah. really good player. Because yeah. he looked good last few years, years ago. even in, in a poor team that got in a very poor West. Good yeah, yeah, very, very good. This season, he's just I mean, moved on. Oh, it's unbelievable! I mean, his energy as well, and 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 he really, really hustles and. Win ball, he wins balls that he just sh- shouldn't be winning, you know. And he's um, he's putting his his team on the front foot straight away. And um, I think he's been absolutely outstanding, absolutely outstanding. So you want to buy him? Uh, yeah, <laughs> you want to buy him as well? Adrian, I buy him. He's in form. I'll have him. Yeah, yeah, we'll have him as well. Took his goal well, okay. didn't he? Let's be fair. Yeah, took his goal. Don't you think though? It's great for English football and these youngsters coming through. I just think it's, it's, it's paying off now, this academy system. And like where um, he was uh, the under-21 manager, one of the England manager uh, years ago, and he's he's brought them up from 15, 16. They're all starting to come through the ranks now. And there's a, like a conveyor belt following it through. And mm. I just think the future looks so bright at the moment for the English. Yeah. That's, that's true enough. Ironically... Ironically, one player that didn't come through an academy system apparently was Declan Rice. He, he wasn't attached to any academy. He was just playing local youth football and got picked up then. Mm. Really? Was that not for his, was that not due to his fact that his mother and father wanted him to do the education side of it? Yeah, I think so. If he'd have wanted to, he was he's that mating with Mason Mount. He could have, you know, gone exactly the same route as him. And he's very much a Chelsea academy boy. Yeah, I I also think Declan Rice has learned a very lot of uh, Noble. Sitting where he's like the last two years, he's been sat on the bench coming through. I think Noble, because uh, Rice has taken the captaincy over now, and he's seen how Noble 
uh, it bonds everybody together. You see when they score a goal now, Rice is waving all the players across. Um, he interacts with the fans all the time. And I think he's taken a lot, of le- a big leap out of Noble's book. Noble's like Mr. West Ham through and through. And I think he's guided mm. him quite... Uh, I always was saying about it the other week, how he's like, uh, him and Noble go together everywhere a lot in the train and they sit together. They're always joking and that. And I think he's taken a massive leap out of his book. For those of our uh, regular listeners who are wondering what's happened to Dave Pryor, um, sadly, the dear, dear little boy, he's got uh, COVID. So for those of you who wondered where is he today, that's the reason he's got COVID and he's not feeling very well. So we wish him all the best if he's <laughs> listening. And uh, his girlfriend, Abby, has also gone and got it now. So uh, they can commiserate to each other together. So best of luck to you two if you're listening. <laughs> Over the weekend, Tonga got its first case of COVID, and now it's even spread to Love Island. Mm. Well, amazing! <laughs> no escape. <laughs> You're right. Um, we haven't mentioned Newcastle yet, who lost again, three um, 0 to Chelsea. Uh, I mean, the way it's going, uh, the, the the Arabs are going to have bought a, a championship club at this rate, <laughs> which is not going to be quite you in the plan. What they need is they need to appoint a manager who's really good at getting teams out of the championship. I think Steve Bruce has done it a few times. Mm, yeah, in, <laughs> indeed, yeah. Good point. Apparently, they're after Unai Emery. That's the, the latest word on the street. Really? Yeah, that's what it says on the, on the Daily Mail, so it must be right. Uh, they don't lie, do they? <laughs> But that's that's what they said. But I mean, you know, what, what do we think? I mean, at the moment, they said, I mean, Callum Wilson, good player that he is, he doesn't seem to be making much of an impression there, does he? Not enough to be able to save them from getting relegated at the moment. Well, the problem is for him, and I feel sorry for him, is it, you've got to get your supply, you know, and if you're not getting the supply as a striker, you know, I remember Alan Sheeran, I've said, I've, I've said this before in this programme. Uh, when, when, when he was playing up front and all of a sudden they had a barren spell he says you know they asked him a question he said unless you feed me unless you get crosses in I'm not going to score goals the next thing you know they start putting crosses in all of a sudden he gets four or five on the spin you know mm. he's not getting any service he's like a lone ranger up there that's not his style of play um, when he had King alongside him they played as a front two at Bournemouth you know and he was you know I do feel really, really sorry for him because he's just not getting no service. And when he's when he gets a, a chance, he's generally in the back of the net. Yeah, so it's, it's not his fault. But they're a poor side. What Newcastle? Yeah, they're a poor side. Very mm. poor. You yeah. know, and, they're, and they're, they're right for the rightful spot. Four four points out of ten games. You know, um, I'm surprised Burnley are down there. They were good, but they got seven points. So there's always that gap. You know, there's that gap between them. Leeds have got ten. You know, the who's who are they going to attract? You know, to get them out 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 the crapper. They've got to spend a lot of money. Mm. And um, you know, the, the January transfer window is going to be absolutely hot for for Newcastle. It's got to be. But they've you know, got. But you've got to try and attract. They've got the caveat of the finances behind them, haven't they? I mean, it, normally a team in that position wouldn't be very attractive, but all of a sudden the Arabs have come in, they can chuck as much money as you like. Going to a team that's fighting a relegation battle isn't quite as ominous, I wouldn't have thought, if you're picking up twice the money that you would be for a mid-table team. 
So it no. makes it a little bit easier for them, but I do hope they go down. Them and Leeds, down. <laughs> they're down Leeds. I, I still don't think they're going to attract the players there. No matter what sort of money you've got, I can't, I can't see you get attracting anyone from Barcelona and Madrid over to Newcastle. Not knocking the place, but if people come to the Premiership, they'll want London or Manchester. I, oh, think I, heard, really I, heard week, I heard a thing in the week that might, you know, because everybody wants to go to Manchester or, or London or whatever, there was talk of them having a training centre in London, mm-hmm. having the players based in London, and then flying them up on right. a Saturday for home fixtures. So they wouldn't actually be based in Newcastle. Mm. And they've just got enough money, they could chuck enough money at it and see if it worked. It's quite sad though, isn't it, really? Because you, yeah. you don't really, that's not really part of I know Barrow do that. I think they train in Manchester and then they just go to Barrow for games. But you want to be part of the community, don't you? Like, get a feel yeah, for a place. And there's just no... That's, that's no... That's, that's just soulless, isn't that, it? That rips that's the soul so detrimental. The that's detrimental to the fans, I think. You could, yeah. Like you say, you're, you're at Yeovil now. You're interacting with the fans and that. Yeah, exactly, um, yeah. And I agree... I agree with like you don't want the training ground at the pitch when you go to your home games it's got to be special yeah, when yeah. you go and play in your home stadium I think like I say when you over the last couple of years they've been training on the AstroTurf which is fine like during the winter and that but I personally think you need to be away from the stadium yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so the match day feels more special the match yeah. day you go to the in ground the and you get, that, you get that little buzz about you don't you yeah yeah and like and I can understand like you know Newcastle going outside of the city or something training which a lot of clubs are but you can't have that like London and, and I can see that I can see them doing that but I don't think that's going to go down well with the fans Do you find Josh as a, as a Yeovil Town player you, you you know you go down the town or whatever I mean do you, do you get recognised very often in Yeovil and, and people come up to you? Yeah, a fair bit more than I'd like. Yeah, definitely. Um, a little young lad asked for a photo the other day. Yeah, yeah a, little, a little kid asked for a photo. It's nice, isn't it? You, it's nice to be um, to be part of the community. And when you're playing for a club, it's nice to mm. like feel part of a club, not just like a mercenary yeah. who just comes and kicks the ball around. You want to know who you're doing it for and feel feel the highs and lows when you lose with everyone else. Couple more quickies. Bournemouth, 15 games unbeaten since um, Scott Parker went in there. That's not a bad effort, is it? It's another not one when you manager. Not when you backed him to win the league, I'm well happy. <laughs> 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 yeah, quite. What do you think, Paul? I think he's just done a magnificent job. I actually thought he did a fantastic job at, at uh, Fulham, and I don't think they should have got rid of him, Mike, but... Um, you know, for whatever reason, uh, they said it was mutual consent. Um, I was disappointed when he left. I, I really enjoyed watching him play. He's got a, an intelligence there. He knows what to expect. Um, he's not flustered very easily. Um, I really did enjoy watching him play. And he's getting that mentality now uh, at Bournemouth. And that can only be great for Bournemouth going into the, you know, I think they'll do it. I think they'll go into the Premiership. I think he'll find it hard again, but hopefully his knowledge will be uh, better. And um, you know, again, it's going to be about attracting players, and he's got to try and get attract the right type of player for that football club. But he's done an amazing job. And, uh, apart yeah, from your the bet, day, then Tony, he's a fantastic footballer. Tony, apart from your Sorry? bet, what do you feel about it? I, I feel like. Like Thorpe said, I think he was a great manager. Um, I think he, when he went to Bournemouth, I thought that was a perfect fit. 
Uh, they've got the parachute payments from the uh, Premiership as well. Um, I see. I put them in a. I put them in a little bubble with Fulham's, Norwich, West Brom. They're sometimes too good for the Championship. Yeah. They're not good enough for the Premiership. They're in that little bubble up and down, up and down. I, I went to, I seen Fulham West Brom at the weekend and Fulham, what a footballing side, great footballing side, but they're probably the smallest team I've ever seen and I just mm-hmm. see them in the Premiership, they won't get a kick, but they look good in the Championship and there's there's a big gap at the moment, I think, here between the Premiership and the Championship uh, and it think, seems to be getting bigger. Yeah, I think it's just, I think it's down to style of play. I think foot, Premier League's like a game of chess and yeah. the Championship's a lot more quick more, lot quicker and like more tackling yeah. and more pressing whereas so I think it, the the hardest thing teams do is, is struggle to adapt like Sheffield United done well in their first season because they played championship football in the premiership mm. yeah and then when they came up to the premiership played premiership football in the premiership when they stayed up they played premiership football and the players got slowed and they couldn't do it because yeah because there's, there's probably a lot of players in the premiership if you put a lot of pressure on them they'll give you the ball they give the ball yeah because a lot of players could pass the ball a lot of centre asking possible. We've got no one fifteen oh. yards around you. It's well, like a completely well, Norwich, different game. Norwich are finding out now, aren't they? Yeah, they're still trying to play football, but they're yeah. actually they haven't got the players like you know Liverpool. And they're getting passed off the pitch. I think I think like you say the Premiership like it's so quick, and the players there, the passing superb. The Championship, you're right. Like I say, they're it's a it's a fast game in the Championship, and they're they they it's try erratic, isn't it? It's more erratic. Yeah. I think yeah. if you go down the leagues, you see that, don't you? you go down the yeah, definitely, one. definitely gets more and more erratic. And then two, like you say, it gets erratic, and like I say, but it gets more physical. And it's, it's, it's almost uh, like you have less respect. For, they have less respect for the player. The players have less respect for each other. I was thinking, oh, like, if you, if you chase into a ball on your own in the Premiership, they just play it around you. Yeah. you so yeah, after five times doing it, you just go, "I'm going to stop running there." Whereas yeah. you do that in the Championship, League One, League Two, my league, people, you press, they give you the ball back. You just keep doing it, so you yeah. don't. Uh, so they never have the respect for the players. Well, I think you've proven it in the last two or three games, haven't you? You've pressed hard, the oval, and you've won the ball back straight away. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, I, and I think, like I say, teams in the conference, as I call it, still, if they press and you've got that uh, system, the backbone all set up, I think you'll be all. They'll be up there. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You know the standard of the conference, like I say, and as you go up the leagues, you do need that little bit of quality, and it goes, but it's still quite physical. Um, but like you, you're right. You're saying in the in the Premiership, they seem to let you play to the last third, and then it's yeah, shut up yeah. shop. Then uh, where you're pressing higher up the pitch in the um, first Championship, first and second division. Talking of Yeovil, and as we've got their captain with us at the moment, um, first of all, Josh, the manager did mention something about. Um, Luke not getting getting quite uh, as fit as quickly as we thought. Would, can you shed any light yeah. on that? Um, I've got nothing more. To, I don't think I know any more than that. Makes me fair. Oh, right. uh, he just wasn't quite ready. I think. I think that's the. Mm. I think uh, it might have just been a bit too soon. Yeah. But hopefully it won't be. It might. I don't know if it'll be this week or next week. I don't really have any answers, Aidan, mate. Sorry. <laughs> and um, secondly, of course, we've got FA Cup for you guys on Saturday against yeah. what, in theory. You, you you ought to be able to uh, turn over, but then again, this is the FA Cup, and we all know that yeah. the Oval themselves obviously have been uh, giant killers for for many a long year when it suits them. Um, how are you looking at the game? What you know? What's the focus been on so far? Um, it's just a, it's another game, really, isn't it? We're trying to focus on us, 
but they're they're massive. But these are massive games for for both teams. And if you win, you're expected to win. If you lose, it's pandemonium. So it's a bit of a so you can never. It's a hard one. So, but it's the FA Cup and they're good games and it's a different challenge. I think going into this game I think you've got to win the battle first because yeah, they're going exactly. to be right in the oh. faces and then, unless you're up for the battle you know it's quite a tight pitch up at Yates um, and uh, they, they try and play that to their advantage but, yeah um, definitely you know you know these games sort of, you have to first of all you have to match it physically and mm. aggression and then hopefully yeah. footballing comes out if you go in there and just uh, if you go there and try and pass without doing the physical stuff you just get bullied off the pitch so you have to do the basics and battle first and then hopefully your your footballing are you are you happy being away uh, yeah I think it's, it's neither here nor there is it so it should be this FA Cup should be a good game yeah hope it can always be a bit of a leveller but it was the same for both teams so you just need to go out there and roll your sleeves up, really, don't you? It's a, a win's a win. It's knockout. It's a knockout competition. So yeah, quite. That's quite. the main thing. Well, well on that I just point, say, sorry, two seconds for Harry. Mm. Thorpe, you just said about it's a tight pitch up there. You want about the surroundings or at the actual pitch? The actual pitch. The pitch is massive, mate. Is it? It's one of the biggest. It wasn't pitches, when I. Uh, it wasn't when I played up there. Well, we're. At Rovers, we used to play in pre-season all the time, and now we did some uh, after the game. We were doing box to boxes, and I reckon that's the biggest box to boxes I've ever done. And really? it'd be interesting to see what you think, Josh. I think yeah, I'll be I'll be here next week, mate, with my legs. Okay, you <laughs> if you're there, and you do well if you clip the ball over one of the fir trees because they are big. <laughs> well, lads, I, I, hate, I hate to break in here, but I'm afraid I've got to have to because we've run out of time. So, thank you ever so much for joining us. That's you, Ricky. Thanks a lot, mate. Josh, thanks for joining no, us again. Good. Thank you, mate. No, it's my pleasure. Cheers, Thorpe. Thanks, old dog. Good to have you on again, and you, Tone. Pleasure. And um, pleasure. No worries. We'll uh, look forward to Yeovil progressing into the uh, what would it be the second round, wouldn't it, next week? So, uh, yeah, who knows? We might have another. Another mammoth cup tie at Hewish Park soon. But in the meantime, thank you for listening. Don't forget to listen out. We will have full match commentary from Yates on Saturday. And um, yeah, thank you for joining us and keep listening to Three Valleys Radio. Good night. (laughs) 